0: You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts.
1: Assalamu alaikum. My name is Sophia and I'm a law student. And welcome to our radio show called A Fresh Perspective on Current Affairs. We'll be discussing what's been going on in the world and how we feel about it as young Muslims in this society. You know, where do we fit in? What's our place? And joining me are some of my beautiful learned friends who will now introduce themselves.
0: I'm Meher, I study politics, and I'll be offering up some of my opinions on the topics we have chosen.
2: I'm Gulsum, I'm an English and journalism student, and I'm excited to share my opinion too.
3: I'm Hamna, and I'm a psychology student, and I'm here to listen to what my friends have to
1: say, and I'm looking forward to contributing to the conversation. Enjoy the show! Today, we're going to be continuing our discussion on Modi and India's government, and discussing specifically their treatment of Muslims in recent years, which has unfortunately been really horrific. And to begin, I just want to tell a story about a boy named Sheikh Fareed. Uh, He was living in this small rural village in India, and his parents and the community were actually actually protesting because the local authorities were trying to evict them from their land and replace them with quote-unquote indigenous hindus so this boy was essentially caught up in the crossfire his mum was also involved so she saw his her son being shot by the police and uh it was a very horrific event for the community and unfortunately also the ironic thing was he was actually coming back from um, collecting his national biometric ID card from the post office. And this ID card had basically just clarified that he was an indigenous person himself. So what they're basically doing now in India is they're um, making it a requirement for Muslims to prove their indigenous identity. And just basically, there's now a presumption that they're, um, kind of, they're trying to dismiss them as Bangladeshi refugees. So oh this oh, okay. is a way for them to target Indian Muslims basically and in this case obviously he was he got uh, caught up in the kind of crossfires and he was shot and his mother is obviously protesting this and there's been yeah. a massive outcry it's really drawn attention to the treatment of Muslims because it would have been very easy for them to just cuz I think he was maybe like running somewhere like it, it seemed like he was caught up in the protest but he actually wasn't but they could have very easily just sedated him even if they thought he was a threat Mm -hmm. but instead they just very quickly went to violence and i think that displays the attitude towards muslims um in india in general but when it comes to the authorities they're also very hostile um but
0: yeah what do you have you guys also felt have you heard these things in the news and i have not heard that particular story but that is shocking it's Especially the, the having to prove your identity just because you're Muslim, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's, there's just an assumption that because your your religion is different to maybe the, the majority, yeah. that you are not from, from India. Yeah. that's yeah. really weird. And just considering about, the percentage yeah. of Muslim Indians that are indigenous, and the fact that the country was only separated up like what seventy five years ago, yeah. so let's be real. Uh-huh. Even if you were coming from Bangladesh, yeah. you are indigenous to the land. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think that's the most interesting part
1: of this whole conflict or this whole tension is it's kind of like a, a race war but it's not a race war you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. it's very much based on religion because mm-hmm. everyone is the same ethnicity yeah so yeah. it's strange that this person's life this child's life mattered less because of his beliefs Mm. do you
0: know what I mean like do you know what's interesting is that I think that goes back to again colonialism when they were dividing and ruling on religious lines because they yeah. did do it on ethnic lines exactly is, now religion means so much in South Asia yes because mm-hmm. that was what was used for imagine for that many years if you've been told you guys are not the same you guys don't like each other you know again and again and again mm-hmm. then that I, I, I imagine would then play out yeah exactly like mm-hmm. the
3: foundations of the uh, Asian, sub- Asian Indian subcontinent yeah. are based on religion yeah so obviously like what are you gonna expect if you're gonna split something up and based on religion then
1: Yeah, and I think even with the establishment of Pakistan, I think that's unfortunately been weaponized mm-hmm. for people to say, Oh well, why are you here? Pakistan's yeah. your place. Yeah. And it's just such a weird one where so many people living in India today who are Hindus mm. are indigenous to Pakistan. You know, the land of Pakistan. And yeah, yeah, yeah. there's just yeah, it's just weaponized so Like the chaos it's of, of
3: having to move from one place to another as well, just because you follow a certain belief,
1: mm-hmm. and then yeah, and then the Muslims who stayed in India, they have just as much right to do so, you know, because yes. mm-hmm. it was like Pakistan was established for Muslims, but India was not established for Hindus. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was specifically not Hindustan, you know, yeah. like they mm-hmm. have made it so that it's an open place for everyone. Yeah, but that's now very much changing.
2: And I think it's interesting what you said about, like, the authorities and the violence. Like, it's very... It reminds me a lot of America, You know, the immediate instinct is to pull out a gun and, like, shoot somebody. And there's so many... There should be so many other steps that lead towards that, rather than that being the first instinct. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that's the first instinct with a Muslim person as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And a child as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fact that even though that's happened, and obviously it was so disproportionate, it's so obviously illegal, Mm -hmm. but there's no accountability yeah and the i think the
2: reaction is so out of proportion to yeah. what he was doing
1: yeah. yeah exactly but then the fact that there's no because if the authorities are hindus as well and there's this intense kind of propaganda being put on them the fact that there's no rule of law essentially for the yeah. muslim yeah. population it's really <coughs> dangerous because mm-hmm. um i think they've actually seen that as well where a lot of people um just muslims who are accused of even eating beef there's no, you know, there's no Ooh. proof of it. This is a big thing in kind of more rural villages and uh-huh. stuff. Um, obviously, because that's a sacred animal for the Hindus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When Muslims have even been accused of um, eat, eating beef or dealing with cattle, they've been attacked. They've been lynched. Yeah. And so there's no accountability for that because Which the authorities. Which is interesting, because
0: yeah. like with the whole beef thing, that's a religion difference, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. And you can draw parallels to that with America, where like abortion. I mean, abortion's not allowed in maybe from the biblical point of view, but then if you look at like the Islamic perspective or even like the Jewish perspective, you can't rule by your religion if your religion isn't the only type of people that live in one place. Exactly. Mm. And technically India is meant
1: to be secular. Yeah. So that's another element of this is that <clears throat> I think when it comes to his citizenship as well, I think there's been a recent move um where refugees who are Muslim are not allowed to get Indian citizenship. On the lines of religion, so wow, seriously, yeah. So it's almost like Modi has made is ingrained it in the immigration law Mm. that only Hindus can be can become Indian, Mm. and that's part of the process of then I guess trying to trivialize the Indianness of Muslims. It's almost like
3: your religion is what determines your ethnicity.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, I think was, we talked um, about this in the last episode as well of how the way that he's doing things is very strategic and yeah, um, definitely and he's ingraining it in like policy and law mm-hmm. rather than I don't know anything else rather than in a social manner. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's so like it's like you, you couldn't get past it. Yeah, um, like from
3: the ground up, he's creating. He's almost like simulating his own kind of yeah ideal.
2: Yeah, but because he's such ideal an extreme India. India. ideal, Indian
1: yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> But because he has the power of the law behind him, as you say. But people are buying into him, you know, people, I think because of the, as we said in the last episode, the economy is struggling, especially after COVID. And I think Modi and his government, initially, they promised the people that they were going to turn things around. That was Mm -hmm. their kind of political mandate. Mm -hmm. But then when things weren't going well, Mm -hmm. they've now,
0: they've now decided to. (coughs) <coughs> oh my god the cough uh,
1: they decided to scapegoat the Muslims essentially yeah.
0: um, where you you see that like everywhere I mean I'm thinking particularly of like Nazi Germany mm-hmm. where it was like when you can blame a group of people yeah. all your other problems go away when you when you're yeah. directing hate hate is really strong in that when, yeah. when you can get enough people to hate something they mm-hmm. forget about everything else even in this country I mean immigrants mm-hmm. so many people hate immigrants they forget like you know like the monarchy who, who really they're the ones that are uh, you know taking what's what is ours, mm-hmm. and but no, that's directed at people that take benefits or, or immigrants. Yeah. yeah,
1: and there's definitely been a lot of almost Nazi-ish rhetoric mm. uh, used, and actually, apparently, um, in one place, um, I can try and find out specifically, I think in Uttar Pradesh, mm-hmm. the state of Uttar mm-hmm. Pradesh, where there's also a lot of Muslims, um, apparently, there was a lot of food shortages, food shortages, yeah. and the local authorities tried to say that Oh well, Muslims have bigger families, and they're having all these kids, oh and my they're God. yeah, very
2: right? eugenicsy. Yeah, yes. they you, were yeah. claiming like, really is just like. Finding any excuse yeah. to tie oh. it back to Muslims, like yeah, what do you yeah. mean Muslims have bigger families, <laughs> yeah. but like
3: people in the subcontinent generally have bigger have families. Exactly, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah. anyway. a cultural thing. It's not a religious thing.
2: right Well,
1: actually, to be fair, they did have like a they, not <laughs> to are, say are, that they're right. Wait, wait, not to say that they're right, but also there was a there is a two child policy technically in India, but it's a recommendation, so it's not been enforced. Yeah, and generally.
2: Cares. Yeah. yeah,
1: but but even then, even if the Muslims were you know not adhering to that rule, that's allowed. But okay. also, apparently, it's not even true. So Muslims in this area did not have more kids. It's been proven. Oh, yeah, okay. but the local authorities <laughs> themselves. Ridiculous. Yeah, they Which were just, saying. In general, it is one of the most populated
3: places how in the world. You so.
2: Punish someone for having more kids. Yeah, like even if they were having more children. Yeah, what? Mm-hmm. What yeah. yeah. you want to do? Yeah, come on.
1: But I think the way that they've made it even worse is they've said okay, because they have these big families and they're taking all these subsidies um, that we're giving, um, they've actually said things like, so in Nazi Germany, they refer to the Jewish people as rats. That's kind of like a very well-known thing mm. yeah. to kind of dehumanize them, you know? Yeah. And there's actually, I mean, kind of random, but a comic book I know what called Nels. Yeah. yeah. It's a really interesting book, actually, I would recommend for anyone because it's, um, it's a comic book where the second world, the World War Two story is told with each n- nationality as an animal. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Oh um, but in this state, the authorities have called Muslims termites. Seriously. Okay. Yeah, and they said they're like termites, um, eating kind of their food and taking their resources. And again, this is the dehumanization mm-hmm. that. And and just, you know, as if they're kind of... As if it's their land, and yeah, these Muslims are like, outsiders yeah. who are infiltrating and, and like, infesting. Since and when these, did these people migrate to India? Like, they've been there
3: this whole time. It's <laughs> <Yeah, that's laughs> exactly. so
2: ridiculous, the fact that there's no, like, racial or ethnicity difference. Like, yeah. these are the same people as you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they
0: are as indigenous to the land as you as are. You are. Exactly. They have yeah. the same claim on it. That's really mm-hmm. That's the troubling Is there, thing. Because
3: even now, like, within our own families, you do hear that kind of... Um, not discriminate, Maybe discrimination But like that separation Between like Indians And black sides Like yeah. they're such Different people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But At the end of the day I mean How 20 Phenotype 20, wise And genetics 20, wise 20, like 75, yeah. it's
0: 75 years It's like, people that are still alive That were born before partition Yeah mm-hmm. So you know like I think some of these differences we've actually created, I know, like, you know, for Pakistanis as well, I can only speak from the Pakistani side. Yeah. But it's very much like Indians are like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have these types of yeah. ways of being and they're these types of people. Yeah. But we've created that because we're yeah. also Asian. I think most of us are... There's so like many that. cultural things that blend in together, yeah. like
3: from Pakistanis to mm-hmm. Indians and vice versa.
2: And also on top of that... Both sides have such, like, stereotypes of the other, where it's like, look at yourself and you're the same. Exactly. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
3: And at the end of the day, like... someone
0: (laughs) who can speak (laughs) both sides. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Um, But even, like, the continent itself, like, the subcontinent is one of the most diverse subcontinents in the world. Exactly. Even phenotypically speaking, like, there's so many differences. Oh, yeah.
1: And there's always been that migration, you know? People have always moved around and everyone is such a mix. Like, it's kind of... I always thought that... um, The fact that we've all mixed about so much, it reminds me of a series of like almost Romeo and Juliet situations (laughs) just constantly taking place in that area, you know, like because people in our generation or like our parents have always said like, oh, marry someone in our community or something. But traditionally, that's not been the case, because why do I have such mixed genetics, you know? Exactly. And that kind of unifies everyone as
3: well in a way. Because yeah. we're all from at least from that same subcontinent which is vastly rich in
1: terms
2: we of diversity. Hope they unify yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know,
1: maybe that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually interestingly on the kind of, you know, mixed race almost, you know, argument and the idea of oh, you know, love conquers all, apparently there's another way they've introduced an anti Muslim policy is because um, there, there a lot of things okay, a lot of in, in a lot of instances Muslims and Hindus have romances, you know, it's a very common thing, yeah. which yeah. has obviously when you created a lot of rifts. with each other, you live yeah. with each
0: other, I think that's quite normal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you go to school together and, you know, people are, you know, people, people are people. Are people yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that the way that they've tried to combat this, because this has caused a lot of rifts, mm-hmm. is they've called it um, something called love jihad. Oh my God! Oh, yes. oh my God! So okay. this is actually a so policy. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so their argument is that when a Muslim tries to like infiltrate the community and like tries to, you know, like have an affair with one of your daughters or something, <laughs> it's a way of them taking over and trying to turn India Muslim and oh, start an no Indian republic, like a Islamic republic, and just really kind of fear-mongering the people away from this. In almost a way that mirrors kind of. Really apartheid segregation, you know, like yeah. it's it's really intense. And apparently, there was a TV show recently called *A Suitable Boy*. I don't know if any of you yes. saw it on uh, BBC iPlayer. Yeah, I haven't. No, really, it's it's quite interesting. It's about um kind of post partition yeah. uh, India and how there's this girl who's looking for a suitor, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of her options is this Muslim boy that she meets at university and just the fact that this relationship existed in this show yeah. mm. caused outcry among yeah. indian politicians seriously and they tried to ban it they tried to have um yeah they really discouraged it and there's policies now trying to prevent uh, kind of interreligious marriages mm. so wow. that's i don't really that's intense. not
3: the only policy i've heard as well i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. um i think during modi's re-election in 2019 was it yeah. there was like a formal policy that um they wanted to reduce muslims to second class citizens Through formal policy and also, like, through a wee bit of informal violence as well. Oh, no. But, like, to reduce, like, an entire group of people just for practicing their own beliefs is, like,
1: a stable government, man. No, (laughs) exactly. And I think it almost feels like it's being set up for, I mean, this is kind of a very worst-case scenario, but we can't discount it these days, is, you know, mass kind of ethnic cleansing, genocide. These things are things we need to really be wary of because the kind of rhetoric they're using if it is similar to Nazi Germany, and if they mm-hmm. are, as you say, having these kind of second-class citizens trying to trivialise the place that these Muslims have in India, mm-hmm. I think that
3: it's very concerning, yeah. yeah. It is, and it's a weird one because like you wouldn't expect to face-on because, you know, it is the same... Not the same people, but, like, mm-hmm. same ethnicity, similar ethnicity. Right? So it's I just its so strange. It's kind of, of kind, of kind of like of you get a of weird of way, whiplash from it.
2: Yeah, because visually, like... Like, no one light them up. <laughs> <do you get laughs> them? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. exactly.
1: But the fact that they're using formal law as well to do this is really mm-hmm. concerning because, um, yeah, yeah. it's like
2: it's official. Yeah, yeah. So it's scary. And there's, there's no yeah. protection.
1: Like if the government and the courts and the police are all yeah. Hindus and supporting that kind of narrative, yeah. the Muslims have no dis- like recourse. Yeah, there's like no escape. Yeah, and I think one thing. That I kind of mentioned before in the story of the young boy who was um, unfortunately killed is this idea of he had to verify his citizenship almost, and this is a new thing they're trying to introduce, which is um, citizen ver- citizenship verification, where Muslim people will have to like prove that they're Indian or prove that they have citizenship, and mm. that you know as I mentioned before that they're not these kind of illegal Bangladeshi refugees. Yeah. Um,
0: so even but the that, vilification of Bangladeshi like people, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Bangladesh right. is literally this oh yeah. right in the court. It's literally yeah. there. Right? Yeah, because
2: the thing is, is the way they're treating them like they're immigrants—that's literally seems yes. so strange because mm-hmm. they're from the same place that you are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then also at the same time, it's like don't treat immigrants like that either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not okay <laughs> either. Yeah, it's just exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. But I also have a con- like. It's so concerning that if you had to prove that you're from that place, it's like, think about you being there for generations. You don't have papers to prove that, you know? Exactly. Your birth certificate is not going to be counted as much because most people don't have it. And if you're using that as an excuse to deport
0: people but where are you deporting them to like I really you're words them. to use right? because deporting them to
2: where they're from there <laughs> exactly. you're just kicking them out the country essentially <laughs> like. and it's essentially
1: ethnic cleansing at this point and, yeah, um, yeah, maybe right. to Pakistan but also I think to Bangladesh is maybe where they're considering and that's obviously very concerning because Bangladesh with the rising sea levels and like yeah. the original. also both so of them much. are overpopulated already oh, as it dense, is dense, dense populations yeah. you can't
2: just you can't just send people places you can't
0: just pick them up and go that's your (laughs) new home
2: (laughs) but
1: then again who on the world stage is gonna stand up to them
2: that's the thing it feels like a really weird power trip it's like well we have the ability to do this so we're gonna it's it's that weird like they're mirroring the behaviour of the west yeah Yeah. it's like brown on brown crime yeah even
3: with like Modi's kind of like nationalism vibe it's very western almost
0: true what's really weird about it is that you know with, like, when it was happening in like Germany and stuff, we look back and we say, never again. But see, when we're in the thick of it, mm. like, this is mm. happening right now, yeah. where are the people stopping it? Because that's why things like that happen. I know. When people, yeah, are so good no people... people are going to
2: look back and be like, how did yeah. we Yeah, how did this? we allow so, that? Well, yeah. no one, look at no it one, want, yeah, look at yeah. it. Yeah, I feel like everyone
3: cares off. more about, like, the West as well, because I think people have acknowledged what happened in yeah. Nazi Germany. Yeah. But then when this stuff happens in South Asia, like it is now, no one's yeah. going to really care as much. It's yeah. like,
0: oh, yeah. okay, is it really our deal? happening
2: in, like, somewhere in europe yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Exactly. and i think like
0: maybe even 10 20 50 years from now i yeah. bet you there will be memorials to this there'll be books written about it yeah. all like of this stuff how did he
2: get away with it
0: because of you that's it yeah. Yeah. i mean just like as we say we learned in school as you
1: say that like you know the german people they kind of knew what was happening but they just kind of turned a blind eye you know yeah. they didn't speak up and we're seeing that here it's like almost like it'd be such a hassle to try and do something about it, that yeah. we just pretend it's not a thing. Yeah. yeah, And another motivation is probably kind of the Indian market as well. Like the West isn't going to stand up against one of their major trading partners.
3: That's true. Yeah, you're so right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's,
1: it's all about that money. so true. Yeah. That's so and I think especially the USA, um, I mean, they also have an anti-Muslim kind of yeah. narrative. Yeah. Um, but I think we said in the last episode as well that they initially stopped Modi from uh, getting a, a USA visa. So because of his crimes against Muslims, he wasn't allowed to come to the USA. Okay. But when he became a Prime Minister and he became very kind of economically globalized, like he yeah. was very mm. open to trade with the USA and then they were like, Okay, you can come, you know. Um
0: so the so double standard.
2: they have no Rolling moral high ground <laughs> just like what yeah. is convenient to them. They're yeah. like, Oh well we don't care anymore. Yeah. We excused enough war crimes. Yeah.
0: It's interesting way. because it's like, you know, they're going to all these countries and, you know, democratizing them or saving them from themselves mm-hmm. but the thing is they're fine with it just before that they will be in- yeah. endorsing you know the leaders and, mm-hmm. and doing whatever it's, it, it's the money it all comes back to what we you know the money lies and if the money lies with Modi who's you know awful Awful mm-hmm. and about to do and well is doing ethnic cleansing yeah, in India. Yeah. So be it. I think they'll turn um, a blind eye, blind eye. They are turning a blind eye to yes. that.
2: Yeah.
1: I just I think it's so interesting how blatant he is though about it. Mm. And yeah. And the fact the thing, it's yeah. like how is
2: he getting away with it when exactly. he's not even disguising any of these policies? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you said, he's putting it into like yeah. law. 100%. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: And the way that he is condoning violence as mm-hmm. well yeah. is yeah. like I think there's a something he said about. Because it's not even just like, oh, you know, marriage and, and, and beef. It's like not... It's sometimes just general anti-Muslim rhetoric. Because I yeah. think at one point he literally said... Um, he almost encouraged people to attack Muslims in general. Oh and yeah, he said... people are dying from this. Oh, fully. It's like
2: Trump encouraging Oh, it really yeah, is. Because
1: yeah. at one point he said something like, um, the people who are creating violence can be identified by their clothes. He actively what? says, target people who are wearing Muslim clothing... <gasps> <gasps> Oh yeah so just oh my god just by wearing a hijab and i think you feel that like even the whole hijab
0: thing mm, yeah indian women wear dubattas dubattas and hijabs are Are literally how are you seeing the looseness is the difference (laughs) i don't know if you guys
3: remember i think it was in 2022 um when there was a bunch of like muslim students that wanted to wear their hijab but they were denied to like enter their college based on like uniform policy or whatever And, like, despite a lot of protests and stuff. I think there's, like, the Scarlet Scarf protesting. I feel like I saw on Instagram here and there, but, like, people were protesting by wearing, like, red scarves oh. and stuff. Oh,
0: okay.
3: um, but even despite that, like, the High Court issued an order where all religious attire was still banned. Oh, my
2: God. All religious attire? That's yeah. Really okay, the thing is, they're saying all religious yeah. attire, but where do but you really where Yeah, yeah, yeah um, exactly. Yeah.
1: And it's just so strange, because India's known to be this place of religion you know it's such a yeah. spiritual place it's so again and it's so, so diverse, diverse. like i think so that's the diverse. key thing
3: about india mm.
1: if you think about it three of the six major religions of the world yeah exactly. were established in india yeah. sikhism hinduism buddhism it's such a cool it's <laughs> place it's such a cool spiritual place and it used to be a play, a haven for all you know to mm. live in harmony but now modi's just changed the whole kind of narrative of the country
3: yeah, and I don't know if you guys have heard about the Modi administration mm-hmm. in 2019, but um, essentially a citizenship law was passed in which they provided a pathway for um, Indian citizenship for persecuted religious minorities. And that was from Afghanistan, Bangladesh, and Pakistan. So basically, essentially anyone that was Hindu, Sikh, Buddhist, um, Parsi, or Christian. And that law was not eligible for Muslims. So it's kind of nasty considering you can give that to every other religion Mm -hmm. from every other country around the area, but not for Muslims themselves. And then, yeah, Yeah. I think there was definitely a lot of criticism over it globally as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it was around COVID time, so everything's kind of halted. I don't know where it is right now. Yeah. It's just blatant
1: discrimination, you know? Yeah. And it it does feel then it's not just non Hindus, it's like actively. Just very anti-Muslim yeah. seems to be the rhetoric. Because every, every
3: other mis- uh, every other religion is getting this right, the citizenship. Yeah. Then why can't Muslims?
1: Exactly, and maybe it's it all very comes It's clearly, down,
3: obviously, like the anti-Muslim rhetoric is there.
1: Oh, fully. And it, I wonder if it all comes back down to like um the Mughal Empire and how they were previously ruled over. I mean, they're obviously yeah. ruled by the British, but before that, by the Mughals, and a sense of because the Muslim mi- minority is still 14% of the country, yeah. mm. a sense that, you know, we are quite influential people and maybe a fear I- that it will kind of return to the way things were mm-hmm. because they are people that have not really ruled themselves very much in their history. So mm. I understand where that comes from, but it does yeah. not justify mm. these actions. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, that kind of concludes this episode for today. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you to my beautiful guests. Uh, Sash thank you as well. Thank you. Oh, wow. Well, okay.